Hi. Hello. I'm Alexis Hyde. I'm Erica Wong. And this is Hyde for Practice. We get to, all right, a little backstory. We, Erica was here for the fairs and we got to go see some art together. And luckily, Vanessa Prager, a previous guest, had a show up at Diane Rosenstein, has a show up at Diane Rosenstein, and it is tremendous. And Erica and I got to see it together, which was also a fun art going experience. But it was just like incredible to see her work and how much, you know, the evolution and the technique and just it was such a beautiful experience and so needless to say we asked if Vanessa would be interested in coming back and she said yes and here she is and Vanessa thank you for joining us hi I'm so happy to be back thank you for having me I'm Vanessa Prager yeah you are um <laughs> incredible so for any first-time listeners do you mind uh telling them a little bit more about yourself some uh our old our our old old friends our good companions will already know but for anyone who doesn't know who might be living under a rock and that's fine but who are you Vanessa yeah. what I'm brings you here painter. today I'm a painter I, I'm an artist I should say but I work with oil painting primarily and I live in Los Angeles sunny Los Angeles and work here and yeah, I'm just happy to be here and talking about my show, which is up called Portraits at Diane Rosenstein. Yep. Yes, they are. They're <laughs> incredible. And uh, it was fun. Diane cannot stop bragging about you because you also just had a baby. I did last month. Oh my right gosh. Right when the show was opening. <laughs> three? Two. Three. Third, three. Third boy. Oh my God. It's right, all boys, incredible. Three is magic number. I'm a little bit crazy, obviously, for doing it. Uh, they're all under four, so it's quite wild around here, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. So, like you said, this show is called Portraits, and I just would love to talk about this before we get into any of the other fun esoteric stuff we like to get into. But, like, because some people will look at it superficially and be like, flowers, plants. Mm -hmm. But it's called mm -hmm. portraits. The more you look at them, the portraits come out. It's like such a rewarding experience to spend time with these paintings. But what was the, like, how did you evolve into the portraits? What was the impetus of that? Mm. Well, I've always kind of focused on people and the figure. That's always been a running theme in my work. Um, I just like that. But at this time, I, my last show was called Static and it was early pandemic when I started making it and there was a lot a lot of personal and world stuff going on and the whole series was kind of uh you know everything was in waiting or in, uh thrown up into the air everything was kind of whited this kind of whitewashed and like textural blanket so to say and they and then I always kind of considered that I would have that turned into a three-part series I think I even mentioned that on you the did. podcast I remember talking about that and I I logically thought the next the next phase would be like uh going through the loss of the former world or a kind of death of an old self or shedding of a skin and that I would paint that in whatever way it came out but I thought it would be a little um 
maybe a little dark or maybe a little moody and just uh, taking off the layer of what I saw as a life that we will no longer live in various ways. And, um, and it turned into this, which is really interesting, actually. And the more I don't, I try not to think about things before I make them because I don't want to have um, just all those boundaries about which way it's going to go. And I just started making it. And I, I was pregnant the entire time. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it too. But I, um, I saw it more as like a, a morphing of life and uh, putting these people through uh, another living thing was actually really fun for me. It was like a, a interesting way to get a, not around death. I'm not trying to cheat death or loss in any way, but I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel sadness anymore. I felt, I felt this real interest in what's going to be the future and what are we, what is this going to turn into? Not just the world, but my own life. Like I said, I have three young kids and uh, what do I want it to look like? And where is it going? And it was just a lot of questions about um, the future and, and the future to me, I wanted to be bright and I wanted it to be lovely and I wanted it to resonate to not just me, but to young people or people that don't have preconceived notions about um, how bad things can be, you know, and this is what it turned into. So portraits came from that and it was just a way for me to, to kind of guide this, this life force that I saw as how we all used to live into another living thing so that it could create itself again and kind of be a rebirth and uh, just a restructuring. Birth on birth on birth. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I don't know. I'm such a sucker for, you know, best laid plans that get like, you just get like out inspired to do something else. It's like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And then like things change and your life changes, you change, your body's changing, everything's changing. What yeah. are your ideas also? And like what your plans were painting. Yeah. And these paintings were trying to capture that change in like the purest way for me and flowers. Yes, they're flowers, but it was, flowers are just so, they're simple, but they're also complex. If you put, you can put almost any meaning into them. And I liked that about them. They were ambiguous and they could morph and they had movement and they had life. They, they, they really held it all. And they have the whole life structure within such a short period of time. That too resonated with me for this series. I mean, it's a stunning show. I remember walking in and I was like, oh, it smells, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I was like, oh, it smells so nice, which sort of is like a reflection of like, hmm, Erica <laughs> like to go and smell, but um, it's just like everything, it was just such an experience to go and have the scent of the oil and then seeing that, I remember saying to Alexis, I was like, oh my God, how much do these weigh? Because it's like, how was that even hung? And like, because they're massive. And I just looked at the volume of paint that was on the cat. And I was like, how, how? I just kept, I was like, the the canvas isn't warping. Like not, none of the things were, I was just like, how is that even like physically possible? Like how much do these weigh currently? But like the entire thing and, and sort of being able to go and, look when you're like standing really close up to the painting again like probably I shouldn't be saying this out loud like when you stand really close to the paintings and you're just staring at them and it like only is in your periphery and you're like picking apart and like these framing of the specific parts of the painting and I was like oh my god 
is this so rewarding to be able to go and see this in in real life and as a person who hasn't seen work in real life for a significant amount of time like it's actually very very rewarding to be able to go and see this type of work because you know I think that we've we've been looking at things online on a flat screen for so long and obviously that cannot be captured because Mm -hmm lenses naturally flatten things and you're not getting that entire experience where it really just I don't know for me like fill up me (laughs) and just sort of make it really really worthwhile and like it sort of just doesn't really you know for me it's like I have I don't have words maybe Alexis can help with the words well it's funny that you say that because you're talking about how like Erica as a vessel as like somebody who needs art being filled by the vessel of like of the art that Vanessa's making it's talking about vessels and like we're all vessels and then like your body's a vessel you're going to be giving birth and you're pregnant while you're doing this and then the vessels containing the flowers it's layers guys it's Mm -hmm. and also the layers of paint I mean it's it is it's such a rewarding art experience and it absolutely just seeing it in person is incredible but I would love to this is something we really wanted to talk about and I think this is actually super appropriate because we are talking about vessels and birth and these are all kind of you know feminine things uh mm-hmm. we kind of wanted to talk a little bit to um a bunch of incredible women about like their experiences as being women in the art world and you know especially like just talking about Erica touched on you know how big and how heavy uh, your paintings are. And I've always really admired that about your work, Vanessa, like how unabashedly large and the paint and the decadence of that and the aesthetics of the colors that you use, um, because they do feel very feminine, but there's also something like, it's just absolutely unapologetically there always. and I think that a lot of women might be afraid to work like that um, or encouraged to not work in those kinds of ways. And I just was wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, talking about that a little bit. Yeah, I think um, well, I didn't go to art school. And so I think you say unapologetically, but I, I think anyone can understand that feeling of just apologizing for your work. And when you're yeah. a self-taught artist, you... it's just innate within you you're like clearly don't belong everyone knows you don't belong there's no denying it so I think this type of painting was partially my response to that and just my way of um doing it anyway not as an F you because that wasn't totally the the idea but it was more of just like I'm not a renaissance great master. I know I'm not, there's no, every great painting in my opinion has already been done in a lot of ways. And and me trying to figure out in which ways I could paint and not have it be everyone's waste of time was how I developed this type of painting. I just clearly wanted um, a painting technique and style that reflected uh, me or someone like me in my time and 2023 and having the the concepts uh, that just the things that I thought about painting I tried to roll them into my paintings and that's why I paint in this super over overly decadent um over the top way and it either it, it either works for somebody or it doesn't but for me it just um captured all of my feelings about painting and my feelings about life and trying to fit in and trying to 
um, just be someone. So that's how this technique even just came about and um, how you can see all the versions that went before it underneath and the texture is, uh, it's always trying to be a dimension that it's not, it's always trying to be three dimensional. You know, these are the types of things that I really, when I, when I hit on it, it really made sense to me to paint in this way because it just captured all those things that you're referring to about being a woman in the in the art world, but also about being a painter, about being a painter today. You know, all of those things, I think, um, equate to why do I paint like this and why do I use all of the paint? And, you know, I think that the painting is the answer personally, but um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe others will see it that way too. And I do like color and I do like texture and I think there's other reasons for doing that, but, um, my painting style is definitely a response to who I am and how how I got to be here now as an as an artist. So how long have you been painting? I feel like I've known about you. I don't want to even try to put a date on it because like literally what is time, but I feel like I've I've been aware of your painting for at least a decade now, probably longer. Well, I started painting I started uh with drawing first, but I I I started painting, I just got like a little painting kit probably when I was 20. And I'm 38 now, so 18 years. And I never wavered. I was always painting during that time. I did veer off and do like these ballpoint pen drawings for a few years in there where I wasn't really painting as much and just doing drawings. But um, I think throughout that whole time, I was painting, not only painting, but also showing and yeah. through, somewhere throughout Los Angeles, be it a clothing store or something like that, a pop up show of some sort or another. So I was always kind of working. Um, towards getting but I would say that my I I spent maybe more time than other painters trying to find my style I don't know if that's true or not I don't know how long it takes people to find their style and I'm sure that that's what art school helps you with a lot too and like having the materials and the access to a lot of things but I definitely went through a lot of different phases I had uh, routes that are a lot of things in storage or <laughs> I don't know there's a lot of different ways that it's gone throughout the years but you know, I've been uh, painting and showing probably recognizably like this for uh, probably nine years. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. That is an, yeah. I mean, that's such a testament to wanting to make it work. <laughs> you know, and I think that's really important because it's so easy to just be like, mm, it's not really working out or like, I think this is annoying. Like, I don't really want to do this anymore because it's not, I'm not being recognized. I'm not be, like any of those words that we want to go and assign, but just yeah. for the fact that you just kept doing it and it really, you know, I'm sure it mattered, but then also you were just like, no, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this. Even if it doesn't do the ABCDEFG adjectives that I would like for it to, to be doing, like, I don't care, which yeah. is nice well I I started painting because it to me said things that I couldn't say otherwise so it almost there almost wasn't a choice if that makes sense where I couldn't imagine not painting I just couldn't imagine not having that as you said Alexis vessel for uh, all this feeling or thought that I held that I don't know in which other way to put it so I don't know what other people do with that and maybe they don't do anything or maybe they have amazing things that they do with it but this is just my way of putting 
forth those various things and where they go. So I can't imagine not doing it for those reasons. And then separately as a career, um, I think that if you do anything, you kind of realize what is success in your own way and what that means or what that looks like can change and there can be minor successes and major successes. So I don't know, there's ways to, uh, to make a lot of things work. But I always focus on uh, doing the best work that I can and uh, perfecting my medium. And I think that that's just a fun little game that I have for myself that I like (laughs) overall. I think there's so much conviction in that, um, especially like just of like when you found, like having conviction that you know that you're going to get there. Otherwise, why would you keep going, right? Like, or having like faith in yourself that like, you know, this route might not have worked, but you're, yeah, you've you've created this game and you you figure out like how you're going to communicate the best. And I just like love the conviction of that, that you're just going to keep going because especially with, um, I don't know, I feel, I feel like so cliche saying this, but I feel like painters such get get such a hard rap sometimes, like in the contemporary art world where it's just like, you know, people want, you know, and you just, and you just kept going and it's just, is amazing. Yeah, but people are always trying to dump on painters because everyone knows painting's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just here to stay. (laughs) It's just the classic. It's a fine art. It's a beautiful one. It's never going to leave and it'll go through whatever forms it goes through, but you know, it can be trampled on in many ways. I think other mediums maybe can't take that if you know what I'm saying. Oh my, that's true. That's true. Some of them can't. <laughs> um, but that's so interesting. Uh, I, like what I mentioned in the beginning, we did get to talk with Diane about your work and like, obviously she's an incredible gallerist with a great program and just a deep love for work. Um, have you ever had any, it's been a little spicy have you ever had any like pushback about being like like any of like galleries that you've worked with or people like wanting something different from you wanting something sexier from you or just like oh my because, god like totally. trying to put shit like that on you Excuse oh yeah for sure um yeah. I've had a lot of things but but none of it was none of it mattered I don't know yeah. what what else to say about that except that it's you know, people always will try and tell you what kind of work they hope you're making, or I liked your old work, or like this series was the best, or this, that, or the other. And like, like I said, none of it matters, because you can kind of only make the work you're making, or the work that you want to make, I should say. And if you want to make that work, and and I love, I love hearing critiques and criticism from the people that I actually care about, um, or anyone that I'm working with, or am interested in their actual opinion. I love hearing it. And um, I'm happy to um absorb it and uh try and work with it if it makes sense to me and otherwise it it literally doesn't matter because it's like uh you can't be something that you're not in a lot of again this conviction i I know i love it it's like (laughs) the thing that i needed to hear today seriously wash (laughs) over me vanessa can i be a dum-dum and ask some questions how long did it take before you signed with that or like how did that actually that's experience go like did you reach out to her did she find you somewhere where it was it just like the universe aligning and then all of a sudden just poof you guys were just like in each other's like how did that happen oh I met Diane at um I don't know if you know Michael Slinsky but he did this a pop-up he does these various pop-ups and I was selling it was this like artist flea market that he does every 
I don't know, six months to a year and a bunch of artists get involved and they kind of go there themselves and have their own um, face on some of their work. So I sell these like tiny four by four inch paintings of mine. And she came up to me at one of these a few years ago and said, hi, I'm Diane and I love your work. And, you know, we kind of talked from there. She came to my studio and um, that that's basically how we met. But um, yeah, I mean, every gallery that I've worked with, it's been a different way. Usually I've, I mean, traditionally, I, I will always reach out to people or galleries in various cities or ways, and I'm, I don't have back off on doing that, but mostly galleries uh, would like to discover you or would like to introduce themselves to you. I've had that experience many a time. <laughs> uh, I, it sounds like such a Diane thing to do. Um, yeah. Gotta love <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> Diane, yeah. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> love you. Um, yep. I love that though. So it's, it would it would go back down to then like all of the, it's like every situation's different, but like the bones are kind of the same. That like it's kind of like networking and outreach to get to each different gallery that you've shown with. Oh yeah, I think um, I don't know what networking exactly is or does. I'm always con con like confused by it. Obviously you know a lot of people most people don't want to do much for anyone and will or will not do things for people but mostly it's because they want to or because they like the work in my experience um but i'm sure it helps to know people and to get out and about and everyone definitely agrees that that it does so it must right <laughs> but <laughs> but i do think outreach helps and i have always promoted my work i think that's just part of the uh, scruffy beginnings of being a self-taught painter and I don't have shame in that I will oh, yeah. forever send my um, work to anyone and everyone at, at, that I can think of and as I know more people they uh, react differently or as they like the work they react differently to receiving that communication and I'm fine with that I definitely have flattened that feeling of being super nervous or scared or ashamed of showing you a painting of mine but uh it took a lot to get there I would agree with that too I think that's so good to hear too I love that flatten the feeling it does. it's like it's like you're, you're 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 working on it and you get more used to it and then it's yeah like now I'm shameless I am shameless in a way that I definitely was not 15 years ago when I started yeah and this. that takes practice yeah I mean some things it's just literally practice and I mean, it's the name of your podcast. I'm sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about practice? <laughs> nothing. We know nothing. But I do <laughs> think that the tenacity is, I mean, it just, it doesn't really matter what other people think. At the end of the day, is that if you're, you've decided that this is something that you need to do, and I completely understand it. It's like, I have these feelings, I need to get them out. I don't have the words for it because words are very limited. You know, like even if I speak three languages, it's like, it's very limiting. Sometimes I just want to go and be like, make a sound or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't really, you know, people are just looking at you like, what is happening in there? And you're like, if I could actually just find the words to tell you, I would, but I can't and I'm going to make a sound and if that sound also doesn't do it. Then, you know, if I still had time to go and make and actually like, brain space to do that I would do that but I currently do not so I fully understand that you know you just have to go and 
do the stuff to go and be a person to feel whole like 100 percent that is that is definitely the start of it but then at some point I turned it into a career and I'm now like this is my profession and I do think that everybody has a job to do whatever the job is that they do um be it something that they chose or like or don't but I do think that we all have some kind of a job and this is my job and I think that art is important if I didn't I don't think I would be an artist and I do think the world needs art so I try to do my job the best that I can do it's not like a selfless act but it is a part of society in some ways where it's like you know you have to get over yourself and just add some uh, bit of your job to the world at some point too and on on dark days I consider that and on great days I consider just me and how I want to make paintings or you know or vice versa but you get what I'm saying there's a lot of reasons to do it but at some point it also became um, something other than just me I felt like that's true I agree Hey, I feel like, as you're saying, I need to listen to this more often. It's just like, should we listen to our own podcast? I just need to listen (laughs) and just not be in my head and be like, I hate the world. I hate, like, I just, no, just like, listen to what? Get out of your head. Well, like, you guys have a podcast. So what, if you don't show up or you just stop doing it, you think that nobody's going to care? You know what I mean? Like, now you've got a commitment to the world in this other way and uh, to to talk to each other about art and to show up and that's part of your job I feel like don't you agree I think we just complain to each other (laughs) Alexis I'm gonna take over the world now we have a commitment oh my gosh I love it do you think that people care if we if we stop I know that's what I think like we we, you think that people matters I do think it matters I think it all matters I think that it all is important it's okay if you guys want to quit and stop and tell everyone that you're stopping but I don't think it's okay to just like go through the world just for yourself and never think about the your actions or you know if somebody expects your podcast to come out sure you can minimize it and make say it's nothing but I don't know I think that it's not very professional then if you are gonna uh just not show up anymore love that I love that from what I'm hearing, I could be wrong. And I also like, this is so like mom, you know, <laughs> like we have obligations. I'm being you too hard. made, no, yeah, I love it though. So well, no, cause this is like the kind of stuff that like I tell my stepson, it's like, I, you know, like where it's like, we made promises and we've like, we've put intention that we're going to do this and you wanted to do this and we made a commitment. Um, but that's also true because yeah. it's also, it's not even just a commitment to other people, but it's also a commitment to yourself that you've made. Like I'm, you've putting in the work, you're doing all of this stuff for your like art. And yes, the commitment has grown and you're evolving within your practice and in your career. Uh, and it encompasses like more, but you're right. There are obligations. There's obligations to the people who support you and the, and your family and your friends and the people who are selling you paint and the people who are forget about, like art. Think about anybody who's ever bought my work before. Yeah. Too. I mean, exactly. that would be silly to just They've invested uh, in you. Stop. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think you're right about the mom point, though. That's hilarious. And I yes. didn't even think about that. But of <laughs> well, course, just I, like, wanna... I, I, I hear these words. <laughs> but listen, too. if I'm like, I'm going to go work on my paintings, boys, and then I come back with no, uh, or I just stop one day. I don't mm-hmm. know. That doesn't set a very nice path for them to lead down either. Yeah. And, I mean, I think things, I think things matter is all I'm trying to say. I think you're right though. 
and I think I think you're right. I think, or I know you're right. I think things do matter. I know that things matter. But it is interesting because we've never talked. This is season seven now. We have never talked about really the obligations of our practices to other people, <laughs> and I think it's a very selfless way to approach it as well because like these are commitments um and I think it's really I'm gonna be like noodling on this for weeks <laughs> oh my god guys yeah I'm not even sure how we got there um, I don't even and remember. I wasn't planning on saying anything of the sort right <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about conversation exactly yeah but I do love that. I do love the, the idea. And I think that's also a really interesting thing for artists. And this is like for everybody to think about is that like, if you, you keep growing and, and things move and goalposts move and dreams change and things evolve and it's not, you know, what you thought it was going to look like is never how it actually, you know, turns out, even when you get the things that you want. And because there are the things that you don't see and that is the obligations and the commitments and the sacrifices and then like the relationships that are all going on behind the scenes and yeah and obligations to yourself and the promises that you're making like within that work because it's not just like a promise isn't just like what I'm saying or like the right. contract that you sign or like the you know the invoice that you send there's the promises of your intentions and like again to use the word practice mm. you know every day yeah Amazing. Well, yeah. Vanessa. I mean, I wouldn't get any painting done as, I mean, I think you were saying it is really hard to make, um, it's hard to make art, I think, and like put that there over and over again. So any artist has self-discipline um, in any medium because they have to, because you have to like make the time to put it together and among other things there's so many things that can get in the way but if you want to and do take it seriously or it, it matters enough to put that there then I think you can do it and figure out a way to do it um, and I think every artist has found that for themselves I get the, I, I get that question all the time like how do you keep making work and I have been making work for a long period of time now and I just put I just put it really high on the importances Amazing. in my life do you think that there's an element of um guilt or shame like I definitely sometimes think about it it's like you were like oh do you still make it and I was like yeah if I had like you know 75 hours a day I wouldn't do it um but I don't you know on the days that I teach I like I start at 3 45 in the morning I literally get up at 3 45 and I go to That's bed great. at 11 yeah and I am tired all the time right so it's just like so if I had 75 hours a day I would a hundred percent be in that studio making but I, I don't have 75 hours so no. I just wonder like for me I think like I have to go and just tell their what whichever voice is in my head which makes it always sound very weird but like it's like I'm not a bad artist you know like I still a hundred percent champion artist trying to go navigate and understand how to get into the industry or if not or if not then we wouldn't be doing this but I do wonder whether other people also hear that little voice and say, you need to make, you're a bad artist. Because Everyone hears that voice. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I have never talked to an artist who doesn't, or at least one that's being completely honest with me. Um, some are louder than others, I'm sure. And some people listen to them and some people don't. That's what how I see it. I think that everybody has that uh, 
critiquing voice. There could be like the 5% of people that don't, and that's amazing for them, you know, but I, Good for them. Um, <laughs> who are they? Can I be first? Who are you? If you are this person, can you write to us? Yeah, are exactly. you the person who doesn't feel shame? Uh, let us know. We'd like to uh, have you on. Yeah, exactly. But everyone else, I think, hears that and either listens or doesn't or listens sometimes and ne- or never listens. Yeah, I think that's part of the the practicing that we keep referring to and. Um, you got to just ignore it. Vanessa, what have you been reading, watching, or listening to this week? Right. And baby, I. Baby cries. Yes. <laughs> I feel shame at not being able to answer this question very well. No, I'm just kidding. But I. I really haven't been listening to or watching anything this week. It's so bad of an answer, I know, but I do have a newborn, so I'm going to take that as I'm watching my... a new face grow and change and making new faces it's never made before. Video it and send it to you to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the week. But also, whenever I'm starting a new series, which I am currently, I try to clear my cultural headspace and... Get a clean slate, and this is the way that I begin anything because I don't want to be. It's hard to explain. Not only do I not want to be influenced by anything, but of course, you know, movies or television may or may not do that. But I, it just helps me think in a weird way about only one thing and the only thing that matters, which is how am I going to make this new body of work? So I'm kind of doing that. Before we end, so you just started your new body of work. How long ago did you have your baby? Four weeks ago. You're a fucking <laughs> monster. I love it. Um, oh my God. You're amazing. I love it. Just like you can't stop making it. Like you just made a baby. You made some other work. You're going to make some more work. It's just keep it, keep making it. I could stop making, but sometimes you have things that you need to make for and I like to Mm -hmm. fulfill those obligations and I'm on you know sometimes you're just into it and that's what you gotta do well y'all we're getting a little sneak peek of some stuff behind her you're gonna (laughs) be just as excited about the next show as you will be about the one at Diane which is up through April 1st yep amazing guys if you're in LA stop by Diane Rosenstein uh is such a rewarding show um and where can our listeners find you on the interwebs if they're so inclined? Oh, well, I'm on Instagram at Vanessa Prager and my website at vprager. I think it's vanessaprager.com or vprager.com. But that's it. I'm not on TikTok like you were mentioning. Not- well, I will put all of that in our little blurby. Um, and so you guys can uh, get a follow and see what other incredible things that she's up to all the time. Um, and until next time, guys, I'm Alexis Hyde, hide or die everywhere. I'm Erica Wong at To Practice Practice Everywhere. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you.